We are back. How are you doing today, Jake? <laughs> doing good, Catherine. How are you? I am doing awesome. So we are back to talk more about stretching. I am going to give the floor to Mike or Jake most of this uh, or the microphone uh, to Jake for most of this podcast. But I do want to shoot out our disclosure really quickly. Uh, this podcast is based on our tips, our advice, suggestions, and you know there might be some of our own opinions thrown in there in our experience, plus our education or training. We are not doctors, licensed nutritionists, or dietitians, but I feel like we have quite a bit of knowledge to give to you guys. So let's talk about stretching, and and I will have to say it's something that I feel is extremely important, but. We kind of need to get get some education and know how to do it and when to do it. So, let's dive in. Let's talk today about PNF stretching. It stands for proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. I'm just going to say PNF from now on. <laughs> That's a um, mouthful. It is. It is. the The science suggests, though, that it is the most effective way of elongating muscles and creating a bigger range of motion for yourself. Compared to static stretching, which would just be holding your muscle and counting for 30 plus seconds, what you would do basically, there's different methods and science is still studying the different methods to try and figure out which one is most effective, but it seems like all of them are more effective than just a static stretch hold. So a couple different variations would be stretch hold for 10 plus seconds, and then you can either relax the muscle or leave it and literally flex that same muscle. If I'm stretching my tricep and I'm flexing that tricep, and now I can go back and hold that stretch for longer. And so what they say is stretch initially for maybe 10 to 15 seconds, flex or relax that muscle for five to 10 seconds, and then go ahead and hold that stretch for a long period of time, like 30 seconds. But they're messing around with all different combinations of either flexing the muscle or just relaxing the muscle and different amounts of reps. So you stretch, relax, stretch again, relax, and they'll repeat that process for minutes on end, or they'll just do it in one set. And I've read some that said like you need at least two sets to see gains and, and, and hold them, which isn't much, two sets, a minute or less per stretch, like two minutes to create uh, lasting gains in your range of motion. Pretty simple to do. Uh, I think everyone should probably implement a muscle elongation and range of motion increasing uh, regimen in their exercise. What about you? Do you have a regular stretching routine? Yeah. And so you would do the PNF after working out, right? That's what yeah. And let me next. clarify that because I mentioned that in the last video. The science is pretty clear and just diving back into this PNF science, even the PNF stretching, which has been shown to be the best, will increase risk of injury and will decrease performance if you do it before an athletic event, which is really interesting. However, if you do it afterwards in preparation for the next event, it increases performance. So yes, do it afterwards, do it when your body's already warmed up. And again, that's more evidence to support that actually stretching before an exercise or an event can be dangerous and counterproductive, which is just so anti what we learned growing up. Right. In gym Thanks class. For yeah. <laughs> so yeah, after you work out, do you do uh, a stretching routine or have you implemented PNF stretching specifically in an attempt to like really elongate your muscles? Actually, you know, it's funny, you know, I never called it PNF, but uh, you know, there are stretches that I do and I have noticed that if you do some deep breathing while doing the stretching and like you said, contract the muscles and, and then release, I notice that I'm able to get a better stretch. 
So I kind of was already doing it without really realizing it. I probably wasn't doing it in that amount of repetition, um, probably a little bit more on the static side, but that's great to, to know that there are benefits and science backs it or we're still researching it, but there are, there's good numbers behind it. Now, range of motion is really important, I think, because, and you, you've mentioned this, range of motion, and to further explain that, uh, range of motion is, is crucial, I believe, right, when you're lifting weights? Crucial to everything you do, just for reducing the risk of injury, um, for your ability to enjoy life, to squat fully, to bend over and tie your shoes without having to bend your knee, you know, just be able to put my arm behind my back and itch my back, you know, silly little things like that. If you're a fighter or something, you need shoulder flexibility so you don't get submitted. There's, you know, you need flexibility for everything you do in life. And it's so neglected, I feel like. We talk about strength and endurance. But flexibility is something we reserve for like gymnasts or females or people that are past their sports prime. They just need to do something. But it's something that every like serious athlete should work on. And every serious athlete, like football players and basketball players, they do. And they're incredibly flexible. Even power lifters are incredibly flexible and they work on it. It's not just something for gymnasts or, you know, less competitive or intense sports. Yeah. So if I, you know, and I do see people at the gym that aren't doing completing a full range of motion, whether that be a squat or a chest press or or curls, and I look at that and I think, you know, one, they're probably have too much weight or don't know, um, or maybe they don't have flexibility or, you know, who knows? Good point, good point. That's something we need to talk about actually is range of motion and the science behind that because there is discrepancies in what people do. They do partial reps and things. We'll have to do that for another video, but yeah. in general, just as a rule, full range of motion is the most efficient way to lift. Right, right. But stretching afterwards, I think it's uh, important. And I, I will admit that sometimes when I'm in a hurry, I skip that. Um, but it is important to take the time and do that. I know um, for me, I, I have found with having a couple of back surgeries that um, it set me back quite a ways. And it took me a long time to build up that flexibility because I, you know, prior to having surgery, I was extremely flexible. And it was really sad once I was able and released to start working out again to notice that I lost a lot of that. It felt like I went so far backwards, but I just kept on it and I would do it every single day, twice a day, um, especially after I worked out. Um, and it felt great. It felt you know wonderful to walk out of the gym, but um, it does take time. And you know, what would you say to somebody that isn't stretching at all? Start small. I said that to everyone. Have a sustainable exercise program. So even if you just commit to two minutes a day and do it as you watch TV before you go to bed, just start there and then build on it. Um, and start with like the longest lines in your body. Like I wouldn't start with just your tricep. I would start with a full bent over stretch. I'd try and really stretch all the lines along my side and front. I'd figure out four to eight stretches where I get the most muscles involved and just start there. I think is the easiest thing to do yeah. and build on that. And, and, and make sure that there's a, a forward bend, a backwards bend, a side bend, and a twist to your spine. Because a lot of times we think of muscle flexibility as like our hamstrings, our groin muscles, but it's really most important through our core and spine. That's where it'll really affect us throughout our lives way more than whether we can do a high kick in karate or something, right? Right, right. Yeah, and for me, you know, I still struggle. You know, I have days, good days, bad days. But for me, you know, I noticed that the areas that need the most stretching on my body are my calves. And I think a lot of people miss that completely. Um, but my calves, my hamstrings, my quads, um, and then the lower back. 
Wow. And that's all going to um, help with knee and hip pain and ankle pain and stuff too. And so I say that, you know, the little muscles aren't as important as the big blinds, but they are important and they do affect, you know, all those joints, every joint that's connected to those muscles. So. Right. Everything's connected. I mean, yep. from your head to your toes. Yeah. Um, I've told people too, you know, if you, you know, things are out of whack anywhere, you know, you could have your calves can be tight or, whatever. And you can get a headache from that because it's all connected. It's all in one straight line. So stretching is really important. So if I was you know, wanting to talk to you on um, set up a session, how would we get a hold of you? Fitandhappyclub.com is my website. Please check it out. Please let me know. I give two free sessions. I do workout plans for really cheap. I can, uh, I have an option for anybody, any level of budget, any level of experience. So please fitandhappyclub.com. Thanks, Catherine. Very good, very good. And I will put the links uh, below this video in the description so that way you can easily click on it. Uh, but always a pleasure working with you and doing these videos and, and we'll continue to do more of these. Thanks, Catherine. I know it's fun. All right, <laughs> great. Thank you so much, Jake. Until next time. All right, bye everybody. Bye.